0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always. And this edition, we are following the North Star as we interview Nathan North. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I am absolutely great. I'm really excited about speaking to you because uh, it's one that we kind of go back and forth a little bit because between my schedule and yours, because you're on Twitch like, all the time at the moment. <laughs> it was just trying to get the time to, to nab you, and I'm, I'm glad we did because uh, I've got a few things that we want to speak about, and I think it's going to be a really cracking show. So, first question, as always, this is the border one: How did you get to pro wrestling? What grabbed you?
1: Uh, how, how much time have you got? <laughs> so, no, it was it was always just I've got two older brothers, and um, they're ten years older than me, so. I was their human-sized action figure, and was just getting power-bombed all over the place. And um, yeah, it was really just them using me like an action figure until I was able to actually like speak in things and watch myself. In which case, I just loved it. I just couldn't get enough of it. Um, I would do all the all the um. So like my favorite wrestlers, Shawn Michaels. And I would do all the dances for him in my little nappy, singing "I'm a sexy boy" in front of my granny. And um, she wasn't too amused by that though. So. Um, but yeah, and I've just never, I've never really fell out of love with it.
0: So, uh, so Sean Michael, that would have been, I'm guessing, uh, by by the youthful look on your face, that would have been his return, 2002 onwards. Then what? What? So what kind of year did you get in? No, two? no.
1: So we're nope. we're talking
0: 95. Uh, Where?
1: Wow. Um, okay. Like I say, so I mean, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm not as a as young as I would like to think, um, but no, uh, ninety ninety five Royal Rumble was the one of the first events I remember ever watching, and it was him obviously doing the the one to thirty, um, and only one foot hit the floor. But it was just always, I, I just he always just drew to me like nobody else. And it was, uh, and then we always had the videotapes, so I'd just be rewatching like. SummerSlam 95, Survivor Series 95, Rumble 95 and then just up to like 97 and then we just never had more. So I just rewatched those for years.
0: <laughs> so so you're really a
1: New Chain kid then. Yeah. I, I liked my new generation. I know it gets I know it was the the it gets a lot of flack, but I loved the Michaels, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Diesel, all the Razor Ramon, I like I loved all of that Jeff Jarrett. And, and all the, the stories and things that they did
0: there. So, I mean, well, I, I think I've, I've, I've kind of established through speaking to other people during this, it seems to be when you started watching, that's the best time. So, uh, most people my age uh, would say it's Attitude Era, and I could, I could kind of see that for myself, but I really like the post-Attitude rest me at 17 onwards, because that's when I properly started watching it, when it was like 12, 13 uh, kind of thing. So, if you started watching new gen, of course, that will always be your nostalgic sweet spot. Um, for me, it'll be like Invasion will be mine, which it's exact same as like it gets a lot of flack. I loved Invasion because oh I know WCW to me was was worldwide on Channel 5. That was my knowledge of WCW. So. I, I didn't get I didn't understand the significance about, well, they haven't got Sting. They haven't got Goldbergs. Oh, they got Mike Awesome. I know Mike Awesome. That's right. Um, yeah, so, okay, so uh, you, you started a lot earlier. I didn't write that down, but you started a lot earlier than I thought you would have, um, which is great because it makes a difference for me speaking to the, these teens that are starting wrestling. Going, on. I, uh, I first saw Rey Mysterio, and then I automatically feel like a really old person. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, Rey Mysterio win the Rumble. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> I'm old now. Uh, right, so how did you get from that point then, watching it? Uh, in your nappies, I assume you don't wash your nappies now. Uh, But how did you get to that point to to actually trying to
1: train? Um, So it was always, it was always kind of the the dream. Um, And it was something I I always wanted to do. And I remember, so me and my best mate, um, we were looking up schools and everything. But I I don't know if I just wasn't looking, I clearly wasn't just looking up right, because the only school we could find um I don't even remember the name of it now, but it was in I wanna say maybe Fife or something, but I like I say, it was back like ten years ago, and it was, yeah, we just had no idea how to even begin and then, um it was my brother's mate who had told me about uh rest zones training school, and he'd been a couple times but it wasn't really for him but he passed on my like the details to me so I could fill it out and things and see where I can go and that was kind of the first step in going into actually going into training Um, and because I never fell out of love with wrestling it was always like the forefront it wasn't a difficult decision to to make.
0: So did did you see much of of any independent shows in Scotland before then I mean are we we talking so it was there were, ten years ago you started looking at training, or, or when did you actually start going to training?
1: Uh, so it was ten. It was about ten years ago that I started looking at it, um, but because I didn't really, I was just looking up. I think stress and training in in Scotland, but I, I couldn't. I imagine it probably wasn't that because it would have showed me a lot more. Um, but yeah. So and I think it was about five years ago. Now we actually started training. Um, me and my me and my best mate, also known as Bradley Evans, um, so he we started the same day, at wrestling, and uh, because as soon as I found out the details, I passed on to him because me and him had been wrestling in the backyard for years before that. We just never knew how to actually take that first step into actually like getting into a wrestling ring. Uh, so as soon as we did know that. We both just signed up instantly, and it was it was just no brainer.
0: Uh, what were your first thoughts uh, going into that that first training session?
1: We were uh, it was it was nerve wracking, um, because you didn't know what you were going to be doing, you didn't know who you were going to be like seeing, um, and how much you were gonna, like, how much it was gonna like affect your body. Um, because obviously you there, There's just a lot of drills and workouts and things. And at that point, I was, I was still about midway through. I think my, my weight loss. Um. But it was exciting. Like I wouldn't change anything about it, for the for the world. and um, We were just from that first session. We were just both, like enthralled with it even more.
0: And had you been to any wrestling shows before then, or was this once you started training? Of uh, you often see the trainees around about helping, doing the crew, and, and what have you. But uh, were were you aware of of wrestlezone before you even stepped into training? Yeah, so um, there was a, a couple of shows that would happen in our hometown,
1: um, and then there was some of the the big ones. Um, so obviously, like your anarchies, your Battle of the Nations, your Rumbles, um, that we would try and go to if we if we could, um, if we could get like the the time to. Um, I guess I say we because it was just something we, me and my best mate, always did. Um, because he was like the only person that, like me, never really fell out of love with it. Everybody kind of has that dip here, but me and Bradley were always just, oh, on it. Um, so yeah, when uh,
0: so we knew briefly about them before we went. I always like speaking to to folk up this this area up up in the northeast because it's it's just it just blows my mind a little bit that I probably was in well I mean uh, the beach ballroom it holds over a thousand people so it's it's faces of the crowd but that I would have been in the crowd with someone who's went on to to be a wrestler it just kind of blows my mind a little bit uh, that 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 could have happened and by signs of it there is a heavy chance that that could have been the case because I was. I, was, I think I've been to every anarchy so far, so there's a good chance that would have been the case. Um, so you made your debut, according to the Germans in cage match, and I'm, I think they're right on this occasion, uh, against Bradley in Inverurie, so, which is, as far as I'm aware, was is your, your hometown uh, there, thereabouts? Or are you just outside Inverurie, one of the weird... Sorry, one of the, one of the little places outside Inverurie, I should say.
1: I uh, know, so it's uh, yeah, no, it's in. Well, it's, it's like Port Elphinston, so it's like just uh, just outside. It. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even outside it really. It's just it's like across the bridge. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, it's it's the place you go. Oh, I'm just about to in because there's a sign for Port Elphinston. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's the one. Uh, I remember it well when I was when I was travelling there from uh, New Pitsligo. The the death of. Humanity, Uh right, So, uh, so you made debut home time. Uh, so that must have be pretty thrilling. What, what were your, what were your thoughts going into that first match? When did you find out, and just how nervous were you?
1: So you're a little off. Uh, the the debut match was, um, it was actually a six man tag. I think that match might have been our debut singles match. Bloody German. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, Regard like when it came to because we had so I like to think that I've had almost two debuts because we had almost like a, a tester battle royal that we were in, and then a couple months later is when we came in as like less of who you see now, but just kind of brand new faces, and we were then there more consistently on every show um and for both of those. It was, yeah, we were extremely nervous, especially as well when it came to our first singles match, because we're both at that same level. We were, yeah, it was, um, it was scary, but a a really good, exciting kind of, you don't know how anybody's going to react. But being in Inveruri, it was, it was really fun, especially because uh, I got to have my mum and my brother there so they got to see me perform for the very first time uh, and my mum kept saying to me beforehand she kept saying look um do you like I don't need to go if you don't want me to because I, I know it can maybe be a bit embarrassing your mum being there and I, I just said to her I was like why do you keep asking do you not want to go and she's like no I just I want to make sure that you do you want me there and I'm like I, I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't want you there of course I want you it's my debut I'm I'm waiting to do something that I've been wanting to do all my life, and of course I want you there. You've been my biggest supporter for years.
0: Like yes. <laughs> so, uh, so you started as uh, Marcus North. Um, now, now, now i have got the information onwards. I remember these things. Uh, so, uh, Marcus North is how how you debuted. Uh, the 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 less than uh, let's say you know what weren't the fan favourite. I remember rightly uh, when when you started. Because you were vintage, uh and obviously the rest of the crowd, they love a character. So it's pretty much if you've got a character that they can attach yourself to, um, then they're all in for it. So what was like coming out for a first time as the the baddie and trying to get them to, to react accordingly.
1: It was again, um kind of just you are just nervous because you're thinking, okay, what if what if I'm not as showy as I need? Like, what if I don't give them that that uh, kind of bite where they actually want to react? Um, and the, the whole vintage thing, that came about almost by accident because I wanted... I didn't want people to look at me and Bradley as the two new boys. I wanted people to think that... Like, I wanted them to look at us. I know that we're the two new boys, but I wanted to make it clear that, no, no, I'm... I've been around for years. I'm 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 vintage like if you haven't heard of me kind of thing. When I, obviously no, you haven't heard of me. <laughs> and uh so when it came to that, again as well, being on a team with at the time, I believe in that first match it was me, Damien and Sean Johnson, uh who it was they were still Sterling Oil. So I mean, they're already heat magnets for WrestleZone. So they made it a lot easier for me to kind of dip my toe in there and get the reactions as well just by being associated with them.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Start, Oil, they, they they definitely got the reactions um, whenever required, just the dastardly team. And I was writing, would have been right in the middle of their kind of simmering thing as well, which um, all the tension and you're just kind of in the middle, just going, all right. Guys, um, I am also here. So, yeah. quite was it. I really wish I wrote down a timeline now. I've just written down bullet points and I'm all over the place with them. So, 2017 was Fan Appreciation Night with uh, Bradley Evans, the singles match. Um, and then your first Aberdeen Anarchy was that year as well, which was uh, the pre-show, uh, which yes. again also involved Bradley. So, y- you guys are kind of at the hip a little bit for your first couple of months. Did that make it a little bit easier that you were always, you, not always, but you were frequently with, with your best friend in the ring, so you knew, you knew that it was a little bit easier that way? It was, it was and it wasn't. Um, it was
1: more kind of calming because we'd trained, like I say, from day one together. Um, so we knew, a, like, we we had decent chemistry with each other. Um, but at the same time, kind of like I alluded to before, because we are both at, because we did start at the same time, we we're both at that same experience level. And it was just... Uh, if, if there was just something that wasn't clicking, it's difficult to uh, kind of know how to go further, if that makes sense. So if you're in there with the likes of, let me just think, like a, a Scotty Swift or an Aspen Faith, they can... They can really help out if things aren't going the way you want it to um, in the ring but because me and him were both brand new if we were in a singles match it was it was a bit more daunting um to kind of go ahead with that if
0: that makes sense oh yeah so yeah pretty much same experience so if one gets lost there's a good chance both of you are lost and you just have to try and recover from it uh, what was it like going i mean it would have obviously been the pre-show crowd so we've just been the first two, three rows in uh, the beach ballroom. But what was it like going into that building for the first time? Because it's it's quite, it's a bit bigger than Inverurie Town Hall or uh, any other venue you may have wrestled in at that point. So what was it like going into that building? Uh, that,
1: yeah, no, that was, because even though it was, like you said, it was only maybe 200, I say only, it was about two, 300 people. But that's still a lot of people. That's still a lot of eyes. Looking at you and like that, have paid money, extra money to see this match. And it was, I mean, I can't, I'm not one to try and like look at faces, but uh, or or, like concentrate too much on what's happening because uh, I just try and block that stuff out just so I can think of when I'm in the ring and I'll just do what I need to do. Uh, but no, that moment, yeah, it was. I needed to kind of take that in for a minute because it was a, uh,
0: it was the first big, big show, I'd been on, and I was absolutely honoured to be part of it. And it, it wouldn't have helped, of course, that you had the likes of uh, Hornswoggle and Rikishi and that hanging about. So you're not only wrestling in front of, of. A regular attendance, plus those that make that make it their annual trip to go to see Aberdeen Anarchy each year. Uh, but you've got these WWE guys. It's a good. There's a good chance at least one of them are going to be watching your match. Um, were you able to to pick any pick any of their brains when you're at that show uh, at all, or was were they kind of just
1: so, themselves? Um, so
0: I got to speak to to them a little bit, and um, the one person actually
1: who quite surprised me because. Um, not only had she watched my match, but then we spoke about it for um, pretty much up until the halftime point of the show. Um, we spoke; she gave me all the advice in the world. It was Molina, um, so she was meant to be wrestling I believe, Stanley Jane, but she had an ankle injury, and she ended up managing Viper instead, uh, Piper Niven, and um, but she, so because she was managing she was up uh, actually watching the show for the first half so she caught my match and she gave me a a bunch of like just really handy feedback um and just uh kind of just spoke to me about other matches as well and told me like this is what's good about that like it was it was really really good um and she was she was just
0: so nice to to speak to Oh yeah, um, I absolutely forgot she was at that show, because I, I was, I had went, I went to it to the meet and greet, so I, I probably saw your, your, I probably saw the match, I must have, because it's very rare that I wasn't uh, at the pre-show uh, for it, outside of, I don't know, reasons, um, so I was probably in the balcony, so I probably uh, swindled my way up there. uh, But yeah, I, I only went to meet and greet to meet Rikishi, and then somehow Melina caught my eye. I mean, obviously, there's reasons why she would have caught my eye, but I was like, I have to go and speak to her now I don't know how but my brain just went yep yeah, you need to go speak to Melina. all right I will thank you brain and uh, she was she was just the one of the nicest people ever who seems so excited to be there so I'm glad to to hear it's not only the fans she's she's like that too it's also behind the curtain yeah. uh, like I say um,
1: the the thing that really kind of stood out for me was even though she's been in it for so long and things, just the excitement that she was getting when she was talking to me about my match. And then when she was talking to me about other people's match, you could tell that like, she s- still loved it 110%. And she was like, she was just super excited to talk about it. um, And to try and help out where she could, which for me, like I say, the advice that she gave me helped me, like I, I, I tried and, uh, and would use that kind of going forward. Um, and yeah, it was it was great speaking to
0: her. Uh, so from that point forward, my, my timeline will probably go all over the place now. Um, were you paired with Jeeves before or after that? It was after because you had, you were with oh. Malice um, at uh, that honour particularly. So um, yeah,
1: so Jeeves, uh, I think it was after. I believe well, it was after that match, but I, I want to say it was maybe it. Battle of the Nations that I officially announced Jeeves as my manager because I I believe it was at the previous show Malice had, uh, or Lord Mr. Malice, had put his, left his robe and everything in the ring uh, and was retiring. (laughs) Um, And I believe that that's when I came out at the following show at Battle of the Nations and introduced everybody to
0: my new manager. Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves is certainly an interesting character in WrestleZone. Uh, Well, nowadays he's lost his hump, at least, but he still had it where he was with yourself, if I remember rightly. So uh, what was like adding that dynamic to to your character, of course, being, at this point, vintage Nathan North um, instead of Marcus North? So what was like having an extra character with you? Uh, Was there any... Do you find any difficulties with that or did you find your matches flowed a little bit better? Uh, just what were your overall thoughts um, of having a manager?
1: No, I um I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the 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 extra that you can do with a manager. Like I liked ha- knowing the element of if I'm in a sticky situation, Jeeves is right there. Or if uh or if I need a distraction, Jeeves, let's face it, the pain. Uh, pair in the rear end. So if I need a if I need a distraction, he's going to be the perfect one to give it to give me the upper hand. So it was, it was great having that extra kind of advantage to my matches, and the extra pair of eyes that could see things that I maybe couldn't.
0: Um, uh, did, did you have any like a, a drama background or, or any like I'm not sure, not sure busy. That's not the worst, but I. Uh, what, what was your personality like? Did you find the actual um, personality bit of wrestling? Were you used to that? Or was that something you had to learn and grow as you as you were wrestling?
1: I mean, I, I, I would say I probably had to learn it like as I was wrestling. Like I always knew uh, a bit about it because I did drama at school, but I didn't do it. I, I did the class, but I didn't really take it too seriously. Um, And I was I was always quite nervous because, ironically, playing a different character always felt really silly when I was in when I was in a drama class. Um, But in the ring, because it's it's part of you um, and the best characters are kind of something that's within you. So in the ring, um, I felt like it came a lot naturally because it was something that I was it was like a bit of it was within me. And I know I can be a right, um, uh, an annoying guy. Let's let's say that.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, and, and obviously with with having guys like Jeeves, I've never seen someone milk, getting in and out of the ring, so much as Jeeves Winchester. It's absolutely incredible, and it's a sight to see if you've got ten minutes of your life. <laughs> that you're not one back uh, so another match I had written down that I just wanted your thoughts on was of course you faced you were in the ring with Grado uh, as part of a six man match so I would say going through your list of matches in WrestleZone this is probably one of your, your bigger opponents uh, as far as reputation and and just it's Grado uh, goes so what was it was like getting to ring with, with him? Uh, yeah that was I, that was fantastic and um...
1: I couldn't thank WrestleZone enough for giving me that opportunity um, because obviously whenever a big name is going to like be on the show like a Grado or, or like um, your Hornswoggle's or Kishis and things you you do want to be on the other side of that because well I mean not only is it a learning aspect it's just cool to be able to tell people you were in the ring with X, Y or Z um, and uh yeah, getting to get into, into wrestle him was it was just really fun. Um seeing how he kinda just was backstage and things. Um and then he like I said, he gave me feedback afterwards that um that helped me out a lot as well. Um but yeah, that, that show in particular was uh that was one of my more fun matches, I thought, because it was just there was very little that you needed to worry about because everybody in the match was an absolute professional, and then it was just, it was just fun. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and plus you get to answer the the age old question in Scotland: if you say um, you're a wrestler, do you know Gredo? Or well, you can say yes, I wrestled him, as well. So that's always a cool thing to have in the in the old CV. Um, so for, for again, we're going to jump about a bit, but your your last. So the first match I saw you wrestling outside of possibly that pre-show and maybe I said, maybe the one I actually missed that year um, was your match at Battle of the Nations 2018. I've got it here. 2018, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 2018. Uh, It was you and Anastasia, uh, at the time Anastasia Hawthorne, uh, against uh, Bingo Balance and Nova Moore. So again, Bingo, another... Very experienced individual to be in the ring with, mm-hmm. and uh, yourself I've been wrestling for what uh, just over a year at that point, uh, actually on shows, and being in with two absolute newbies, new, uh, debutants as well. Uh, this the same question I'm going to ask for just about anything seems to be, what are your thoughts on that? But what was it like being in the ring, not being the new guy?
1: Um. Yeah. So it was. It was. That was one of my uh, I really enjoyed that match um because like you say at this point like so at that point I'm not the the fresh face um but it was really kinda it was fun being in there and kinda going through what what like with the girls um or the women um and uh then obviously me and bingo. Pen again to go in there and this is the first time that me and first and only time me and Bingo Balance have ever done anything together in the ring so kind of getting to pick his brain on on the match and what we are going to do and then having all like, like it went all to plan it was it, yeah it was just a great great all-rounder I thought it was one of my, again one of my more favourable matches that I've had
0: and I would love to get back in the ring with, with Bingo Balance. It was certainly uh, an eye opener one for me, um, just because, again, it was, it was seeing all these new faces for me. Anyway, hierarchy was late that year; it was September. That's where I'm getting 18 from. And I'm getting confused. Right? Okay. So, uh, yeah. So it was first time seeing seeing uh, you properly in the ring and and not as a pre show. And I got it straight away. Got the vintage stuff. I got that. It was just the gear was great as well i think you had the, it was the black with the white like anchors and stuff like I mean anchors what's it called
1: and um, the wheels it meant, yeah it was always so the funny story it was meant to always symbolize a compass but everybody just put it to a ship wheel and i was yeah. like oh that's i can see it that's not what i was going for <laughs> by the time i didn't realize that. i was like oh that's exactly what i want and then yeah, it wasn't until a couple of months later people were like, "Oh yeah, so I like yeah, I like the ship wheels," and I was like, "What ship wheels?" And then I saw it and I was like, "Oh
0: yeah, those do look like ship wheels actually." So now you say it's a compass. I'm like, "Oh yeah, follow the North Star, compass. All makes sense." Yeah, <laughs> and, but and all I can see was ship wheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that year was I think your last match was that year as well at Aberdeen. It was the Fatal Four Way. For the tri-counties championship mm-hmm. uh, where i got to see your absolutely smashing white gear uh with the golden compasses i'll call it compass now uh so that would have been your your, your final match this is on the main card of Aberdeen Anarchy. so that would have been mm-hmm. 1200 or so people the biggest audience uh yeah. how for, so that's it that's just over It was a year and a half uh between you, that first one at the, in the pre-show and your last one in front of everyone. A uh, bit more experience this time, but again, was it just as nerve-wracking to go in now that you got the, the biggest crowd of their calendar year?
1: So just to kind of put it in perspective, thinking about it just now and talking about it just now just gave me goosebumps. So yeah, it was, it was, oh, again, it was such an honour about being on that. When I found out that I was going to be in that match, I was like, because I said to them, are you sure? And like, I, w- I was like, I'm going to be in because that's a big match. And I mean, you're in with, with the likes of Andy Weld, Zach Dynamite, and Mr. P. And it was, and it was for the Tri Counties title, a title that I still very much want to get my hands on someday. Um, and I, then again, you're on the main show, like you say, about over a thousand people, easily the biggest crowd I've ever performed in, uh, in front of. And the adrenaline was high. But once, yeah, once you're out there, you need to kind of let it just take it in, and hope that the nerves don't take over and you don't turn into just a blubbering mess in the corner of the ring. Um, but no, it was
0: uh, that, that was so much fun. I absolutely and, loved that. And again, and again, you had Bradley. He was ringside. He was uh, initially out with Mister P. And end up leaving with Zach Dynamite uh, with the Tri Counties Championship as well. Um, I think it opened the show, didn't it? It was it was the first match on the main card. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I may have I may have messed up when you had your first match, but I have a very annoying encyclopedic knowledge about WrestleZone stuff. Uh, So (laughs) mainly because it's it's the company that's closest to me. Of course, I'm going to know as much as I can about it. So that was your last match. So, that was your last match uh, uh, for WrestleZone, according to the Germans, again. Uh, From that point onwards, you you moved. That was the reason why uh, you you stepped away for a moment. Um, And next time you appeared, it was Respect Pro Wrestling, again, according to the Germans. So, what was it like moving to a new school? I mean, the, the, the Glasgow and Central Belt area, it's saturated with just wrestling. There's companies all over the place. Uh, but what was it like moving to a, a new area? So you had to kind of build yourself back up again, new school. Just what was it like?
1: Um, it, was, it was difficult.
0: Uh, so
1: I wasn't really too sure how it was going to be. Um, obviously, yeah, I had the match in uh, Respect. Um, I believe just before Respect, I... Um, there was also a match in Discovery, as well as, I want to say, Shield Pro Wrestling uh, in England. Um, but, no, moving moving down this way, the school was was always kind of a no-brainer, because the, the, the school I'm at now is source. Um, and it was just, I knew, I'd been there a couple of times anyway for seminars. And... Um, I knew obviously, like Aspen was well liked down there, um, and yeah, he kind of helped me get in there, um, and it just seemed like the best place to go for for training, um, in in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but no, it was tough. It was it was tough trying to like rebuild things because I wanted to change it up. But I didn't know what direction I was gonna go in and it was just yeah, it just felt like restarting, which was the scariest thing about beginning wrestling in the first place. Um because you have to come up with everything.
0: Uh just so yeah, just to wheel that back then, of course you made your discovery debut. Um it was it was part of uh Aspen's like was it was part of their his kind of web blog thing that it kicked off with. Um, was it King's Road, I think, was it King's Road at the time? I can't remember if it was actually on that or if it was out right with. But, uh, yeah, yourself and Zach Dynamite ended up annoying Kings of Catch enough somehow to end up in a match with them uh, at, at Discovery Wrestling. The, I think it was their summer beach party or something like that. So yeah. D- Discovery is uh, it's one of those unique crowds where it's got a good mix of family and quite, uh, Marky's not the word, but, like, well-informed that's the, that's the diplomatic way of putting it. Well-informed fans. Um, so, what was it like going into Discovery? Because, course totally brand new. You've you already discussed it. it's quite daunting to go into a brand new environment. Uh, but Discovery is kind of that weird one where people will know who you are, but you don't know if they know who you are, kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, Discovery was uh, it was always one that I, I again. Um, I'm trying to get back and pick up kind of where I left off and get back into discovery because the crowd like I mean the crowd's just something else the crowd's there they they're they're harder to read which makes it a bit more fun because you you know you need to work harder to to get the reaction you're looking for um but no i I absolutely love discovery it was it was nerve-wracking because. Obviously, it's a brand new environment for for any debut I do. i will always be just as nervous as when I made my very first appearance on a wrestling show, because you're thinking to yourself, "This a, this crowd has never seen me. They've never heard of me. They are, are, they're not going. Are they going to care? Are they going to Are they going to react? Are they going to like give a damn about who Nathan North is?" Um, but again, that's part of the that's part of the fun. You've got to go out there, and you've got to figure out how to get them and how to hook them.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, WrestleZone's a, a, a far sight easier because they're just there to see some wrestling. They want to cheer and they want to boo at the end of the day. Whereas, like you said, like I was saying, is more of a informed audience and they're coming to see the best uh, likes of, of of your elite and all that kind of stuff coming coming up there. Um, so, yeah, so Source is where your next ventured. A couple matches, and was it was this when I I saw the the picture of your crooked moonsault, which looked amazing. Uh, Uh, Was that was that one of the moves you decided to to add to your arsenal? Now you moved down, or was it something you tried before?
1: So, well, it was something I'd tried before. So in the um, in the anarchy match was actually the first time I'd ever hit it in in my final match so in that fiddle four way um I go for it against I want to say Mr. P but I miss it and then get attacked straight after by Andy Wild. Um and it was always something I'd kinda had in the pipeline because once I realized I could do it I was like I need to I like that. I I need to use that. Um and yeah since moving to Source I made it a lot more of my like part of my arsenal. Um because it does it's not the prettiest. I'll I'll give it that, but it's the most devastating. Um I'll 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 happily say that. I mean I'm not I'm not a, a skinny guy. I'm not a I <laughs> I'm just gonna fall on you. <laughs> so it might not look as swift as maybe a Kurt Angles or anything like that, but it'll hurt.
0: Uh, well, that's why that's I call it. The, 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 I don't know. Like I said, you said it wasn't the prettiest, but uh, I like it. It's kind of like crooked. It, it's like a Bam Bam bigelow kind of. It's it's not the prettiest one, but it's the most yeah. effective moonsault. Kinda, I'll take that. I'll
1: I will. I that. will happily
0: take that. <laughs> uh, so you became a brief tag team. I don't know if it's still ongoing with Luke Matthews. Uh, initially called Doggers of the North. Who came up with that?
1: <laughs> i honestly can't even remember i think it would just go i think it was just at training um, one day somebody just um shared it out when we were both in training and i loved it i thought it was amazing he hated it <laughs> he, he was like no we're not doing that and i was like but we are and he was like no we're not and i was like but we are and i it was yeah uh, we just went back and forth with it and then. Uh, yeah, the announcer just announced it. And I was like, we are. <laughs> it was just such a yes. He, this, you
0: know, this, he, this is the ship wheel you know. compass thing again, isn't it? <laughs> you thought nothing of it. Dogs of the North sounds great. And then you think about it more, you went, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> dogs of the North, that we could get by. <laughs> That's the poor phrasing for that. But uh, yeah, uh, dogs of the North uh, was, <laughs> was, was what it was changed to eventually. Uh, according to my notes here. Um, so, so what was it like starting off at Source? Uh, it's a brand new crowd. We've already established like respect and discovering that, but again, Source has got their hardcore uh, fans also that you've got to impress to, to uh, be accepted, I suppose. Uh, so what was it like starting off with, with Source as a, as a clean slate?
1: Uh, yeah, so it was great. So I tried, um, so I, I changed things up a little bit. Well, I, I tried changing things up. So, um, as a whole, because uh, I believe it was 2019 now, um, 2019 wasn't, like, a great year for me in wrestling terms because I didn't do nearly as much as I would have liked. But it was that kind of transitioning period of I felt like I was a bit lost. So going out and doing a show was fine, but I just I felt like... The character wasn't clicking, and it just wasn't there in source, and I, I just, none seemed to fit. So I could, I could do whatever I needed to in the ring, um, but it felt like it was just more difficult to get a crowd behind you on that. Um, I mean, it was, it, it depended again with people you're in with; they, they can make it a lot easier. But as a standpoint for just me getting that soul kind of reaction, it was it was a lot more daunting.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you spent the last year and a half getting them to boo you and getting them to boo you well, and then going into to source and try and get them to cheer you. So it's a, it's a total different, um, yeah, set of skills you need to do that. Um, again, like I said, the the this, Guys at Sorcerer, the crowd at Sorcerer very much please me, and then I'll cheer you, kind of kind of style as well. So uh, it's a little bit more daunting. Um, so from that point onwards, you, you started mixing up because were you still... When did you start your Twitch channel? Was that uh, just, so, just on the cusp of lockdown? or
1: So that's when I started taking it seriously. Um, Twitch, because I used to um, have a Twitch chat at had a Twitch channel, I think before I started wrestling. Um, And I had a YouTube channel as well. It was all under a completely different name though. And I never really, I would every now and then, and I never really took it seriously. So it never really grew, but it was last year, um, just after lockdown and I was working from home, that I started really taking it a lot more serious. And since
0: then, it's yeah. It's just been it's been growing ever since. So so yeah. What was because what was your thoughts then? Why did you take seriously? Just because of of the lack of time, or did you just refocus your attention on it? What what were your uh, reasons and for
1: pushing it? A bit a both. Um, because I had I had more time, and like I say, I was working from home, so I could stick on. I could I could watch streams while I was working. Um. Not that my bosses ever knew I was doing that, but I could. Um, and uh and then yeah, as I was watching more and I was still obviously the, the setup and everything. So I, I decided, okay, let's let's try streaming again. Um and I would just stream on a more regular basis and I would start doing more with the actual channel art and I didn't have training to go to. So once I'd done my work out here, it was like, Okay, well, you know what, let's Let's just see what else we can do on Twitch, and it's got its ups and downs. Um, but it's when it's when it's up. It, oh man, you you feel like you're in cloud
0: nine. It's it's the best. I I have watched a, a few of your streams. Um, just just when they pop up, and I'm just like, oh, I've got I've got a couple of minutes of spare time. I'll I'll check this out because I I tried Twitch at the start a lockdown and. It, it it wasn't for me. I quite like to be able to die in games in my own time, and not have to try and like do the whole uh, what's it the Joey Tribbiani like like loser face just go oh, well done boss great <laughs> when side I'm just going I hate you and I hate everyone that's watching this <laughs> go away. Uh, so yeah, I, I find it very difficult. With that did you find that also helped with uh, developing obviously. You started it when when there's lockdown, there's no shows. But I found that helps develop yourself as a character to to interact with with people as as the good guy uh, for when you return. I think that's helped.
1: So to an extent, yes, um, because like I said, so I used to when I had it before, it was a completely different name. I wanted to, I always wanted to keep the wrestling and Twitch and that separate because. Uh, I don't know why I just it, it always felt like they should just be two separate things and then it was at the beginning of the last year um, when I realised I need to change everything up completely I, I got brand new gear I added new moves um, I changed everything and I uh, got new music it was the only thing that, cha- that stayed the same was Nathan North Um, and then I thought you know what like I want to be me. I want to be more who I am. And as much as vintage worked to an extent, the me is gaming. It's it's playing on the PlayStation whatever um, and just getting lost in a game. Uh, so I, I just started linking the two. And that's why the, the Twitch channel is called The North Star, because it's just easy to say, follow The North Star on Twitch. Um, and then I was that's when I was beginning to get a lot more traction In 2020 bar COVID would have been a lot better I think for me um, because I already had about more than twice as many bookings as I've had the previous year and it was all because I just, I was more confident I was more confident in what I was doing, I was more confident in what I was trying to sell to people I was more confident that if if a crowd came and saw me, they would know what I was all about. Um, Like you say, the first time you saw me, you kind of got it instantly. That's what I was thinking going back into it. I was like, oh, people are going to get it. It was still scary. It was still nerve-wracking because I've had vintage for the past two years, three years at that point, um, to then just completely scrap it and move on to something else in front of brand new crowds. It's the whole debut new car it's it's everything rolled into one and it was it was terrifying. But it was a it was a really good terrifying I was really excited. Um and I, I was so excited to show everybody everything. And then uh the the day of the the first show that I was gonna be on with my new gear and everything, uh we went and clocked in. <laughs> so it all got cancelled and I was like, Well, isn't that just my luck? <laughs>
0: so i mean the, definitely linking the two i mean with the with the increase in things like uh, up up down down i think is is really the one that's like drawn most eyes to the gaming and rest of the world can interlink kind of thing uh, what, what 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 were your first gaming memories then uh, what was your first what was the first game that you remember and console and and all that nostalgia oh god um so
1: my brother was always... He was probably the one that got me into gaming. Um, so I've got two brothers, and it was it was probably the middle brother because he he always saved up and had the console. So you had to play with... You had to be on his good side to, to play the games. Um, and there's quite a big age gap. So I was always the really annoying little brother to, to him. So... But I remember... Let me think. So there was... There was a South Park game on the N64 that I was obsessed with. Uh, There was Crash Bash on the PlayStation 1. Yes. Which, again, obsessed with. When they made the Crash trilogy, I was like, you need to remake Crash Bash. Um, And I'm still hoping for it. I've got an angry email waiting to send them in case they don't. Um, (laughs) And uh, and then there was the, the SNES. And it was... Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 1 on the, the SNES. Uh, just, yeah, those three
0: were just my, my, my go-tos. They were my faves. Did, did you know, apparently, I could be totally wrong here, but um, the full game Crash Bash is in Spyro Year of the Dragon, if you use a cheat code. Apparently, I did not know that. Apparently, they're supposed to... The developers, I could be totally wrong. So if anyone's listening to this, don't correct me. I don't care. But uh, it, it's 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 supposed to be, if you put in this code, it, it was supposed to play the demo, but the developer put the full game in instead. Uh, I don't think it's on the remaster. I think that we've taken it out, although that would have been amazing if they kept it in. But I think if it works on the PS1, even on the PS3 download, I think, uh, it, it still works on there. So apparently... You put in this
1: code and you can play Crash Bash. I didn't actually know that, but I do have Crash Bash. I still have it. So, but my my PlayStation 2, it's backward compatible, but it doesn't save. So (laughs) so whenever I play it, I need to play it for like a solid like 16 hours (laughs) just to get through all of it. And then, yeah, as soon as I turn the console off, it's just all gone. But it's just fun. I just love it. I know I could probably use a cheat code to unlock everything, but yeah, just from I that. Enjoy it.
0: Uh, yeah, when the Crash Bandicoot remasters came out, I was like, I was so excited, and I started playing it, going, "I was rubbish at this at the time. Why am I playing this now?" Spyro, Spyro was the one I was, I was all for. Loved Spyro. Um, yeah, P- PS One was be my proper first gaming experience. Snes would have, would have popped around. Uh, I think I, I did it, obviously the chat's not with Emily Hayden, it's not out yet, but um, I was saying to her that, uh, that my first experience was my dad worked at the local hospital as a porter, and they were chucking out these boxes of consoles that they weren't going to be using. So I ended up coming home with a Genesis, uh, Master System, SNES, NES, tons of games. So I, w- I, was, I was quite lucky, I got played just about, about everything. Never played Zelda though, uh, which seems to anger people. For some reason, <laughs> uh, but you know, to be yes, fair, I, I don't think I've actually ever played a Zelda um, either. So we're we're in the same boat there. Cool, well, that's fine. We'll we'll continue to be rage, enraged by Crash Bandicoot instead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the Twitch thing really kind of escalated because you started it with just gaming. That was the thing, mm-hmm. and then of course you've you've moved on to do workouts and just chats and. Uh, did did you cook your Christmas dinner on on Twitch as well? Do you remember rightly? I did, I did, I I did. Um, it was like a
1: broken up twelve hour stream I did on on Christmas Day, um, because with lockdown and where I live, I couldn't visit family. So and and I don't live with anybody. Um, so I decided I was just going to stream, uh, because a lot of people that I speak to most are the ones that come into my streams and they're they're part of like the the discord and everything and um I I played a couple games I think we chatted for a bit I think I did some reactions to some YouTube videos and maybe even a wrestling event and then uh I cooked myself a Christmas shepherd's pie which is just like a normal shepherd's pie but on Christmas day
0: uh, the one clip I do remember you seeing you—you you, uh, said, "Oh, it would be funny if I if I sliced my, my finger here," and then you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so has that been your kind of solace during this whole lockdown thing? I mean, um, a lot of people have been. Some people have been lucky enough to to be able to work from home, or they live with family, or I've got a dog who seems to amuse me by doing nothing at all. So has your stream been your kind of fortress solitude during all this?
1: Kind of, yeah. Um it's it's just been a way for me to kind of socialize without having to socialize. I mean, now I don't work from home. Now I, I work I have to travel to work um, and I work in a warehouse. But the the nature of it, you don't really speak to other people because it's all you've got to be listening to It's a machine that tells you what to do. So you've got to constantly be listening to that. So you're still kind of alone in that aspect. Um, But Twitch was kind of a really good release for me to just stay sociable and just give me something to do um, because it was just work, workout, sleep, repeat. And when you're working from home, I was doing three, four workouts a day just to try and stay on weight. Um, because it was just that you were getting no other exercise. Um, so yeah, Twitch did really help in just kind of making my, my mental state
0: just great, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I found everyone's, it seemed to be people were split down the middle. You either did, took up Twitch or you did a podcast. So I tried Twitch, wasn't for me, did a podcast. So this, this is my social interaction. Uh, as someone who is generally unsociable Uh, Even my wife's pointed out going you're you're booking in more interviews than now because you're actually missing social interaction which I never thought would ever happen (laughs) but here we are uh, just about a year into into a pandemic and I'm actually missing people I don't like this feeling but you know it's 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 working somehow it's keep me keep me occupied which which twitch is doing for yourself as well Um, so as far as Twitch and wrestling, of course, I have seen your new gear because you're kind enough to, well, I I found it or you're kind enough to help me find parts of your gear to make, create you in WWE 2K20. Uh, as a, a gamer in a general, how odd was it to see yourself in a virtual creation, even not even created by yourself, created by someone else uh, for the first time?
1: That was, yeah, no, that was, that was weird. So actually, after it happened, Cause I believe you You posted a picture of it on Twitter if I'm right? Possibly, yeah. um Because I believe you there, there was definitely a picture that went up on Twitter, I remember that because my brother messaged me Um, because after, so my older brother is one kind of still into wrestling, doesn't really know a lot of like the, the newer faces Um, but you'll he, still be like on the WWE network watching old matches and things and then the other one really kind of fell out of it but I always send my brother's matches as soon as they've happened. And my oldest brother and his wife would get really into into my matches and they would probably get right into the storylines. And they'd be like, the first time they saw me do the moonsault, they were like, oh, he's going up to the, but he's not going to do anything. He's not, he's going to get hit. He's not going to do it. And then they saw me do it. And they were like, oh my God, he just did it. And they were, they, they gave that like, that reaction that I would have liked that a lot. Um, and it showed like how much they were really like truly invested. And uh, when that picture went up, he put it into a group chat that we've got with the three of us. Um, and he was just like, "Oh my god, have you seen this? Like somebody's like made you." And I was like, "I don't know. How cool is that? Like I'm actually like now a character in my version of 2K. Um And uh, it looks like me. <laughs> and uh, so no, he was. Uh,
0: I. It was. It was freaky, but I loved it. Uh, I was During that first wave of lockdown, I had the TV next to my PC, which probably wasn't the best idea, because that's what I spent my time doing. I mean, I was working very hard for anyone from my work that watches this. <laughs> uh, I was totally not spending, with no idea your PS4 wrap-up, uh, like how, what you've done for the rest of the year, uh, how you've done, what you've been playing. I think I logged about 368 hours in WWE 2K20. <laughs> And I can guarantee oh, wow. it was for making people, because that's all I did. And then I did Twitch, and I thought, oh. and then everyone got uh, outed. Not everyone, obviously. A lot of people got outed for uh, unspeakable things. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just not fun anymore. This is just not fun yeah. you know, to kind of tiptoe around who I've got, and oh, it was awful. But uh, yeah, it was. It was. I took great delight. I was so glad that your gear was so simple in comparison to. They the, put in the, the compasses uh, all over the gear. I thought, that's just, it's cool. I look really good or really bad when I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw your new gear. I was like, great, that is easy. It's lines and your logo. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so-
1: I still have no idea how you did it because I tried making that and I tried uploading the pictures. I tried doing everything. And I was like, no, nah, this just looks horrible. Like, what is, what is that? It was like, I'd made the thing out of the Goonies and it just didn't work. I was like, no, I need to get some to actually make that.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a lot of time. That's pretty much the only answer I've got for that is I spent far too much time doing it. Uh, So what what are your aspirations then? Let's say, I mean, there's there's not going to be any shows this year uh, outside of possibly galas uh, at the tail end when it's a bit more safer. Uh, But when we get back to wrestling, what are your, your aspirations? Who do you want to face? Is there anyone who's who's doing your your dream list, your bucket list of, of opponents? Um
1: so yeah, like you said, I mean, right now, because I haven't actually been I've been trying to not think about wrestling through lockdown. As weird as that sounds, because I still like keep up with the shows and things, but the more I think about it, the more I remember that I can't do it. And it's like, oh oh, man! So it's kind of I'm just trying to be a fan again. Um, But like you say, when it does start up again, uh, eventually, um, one probably more focused on other than opponents is just uh, is is the companies because I was uh, there was a few companies I was I was going to be debuting for um, last year and or, or returning to and I would I just kind of want to I don't want to be a one-hit wonder somewhere, so I want to just re-establish myself in the likes of respect in the likes of discovery um I was unfortunate enough that my, the show that I was going to debut at Phenomenon was on Reckless um and I, I would love to I would love to go there um and then there's uh, Fair City Wrestling um, in, in Perth, I believe. So there's, there's a lot of companies that I just, that that's what I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to debut and then I'm wanting to return. But regardless, I just want to be a mainstay. So I need to make sure that whoever the opponent is, people remember exactly who I am to the point where they're, where they want to bring me back and give me another opportunity. Because yeah, at the end of the day, they're, they're, Paying me to to put on a show for paying customers, um. So now with the new gear and the new confidence I had, I want to be able to showcase everything I can now do, and I to like put myself in that like a, almost next level
0: of what I was before. Um, there's there's a character well, I spoke to Alex Webb. He was the chat I had yesterday that'll go out around about before your chat, and he's kind of he's got his online uh, YouTube content as well, and he's kind of hoping to. Kind of bring that in to his character a little bit. Um, so the fact that you guys are in the kind of same circles, Reckless and Source, um, I've just got visions of of just this kind of meta rivalry that you could have over over the your content, like your Twitch and your in YouTube, and um, there could there could be something mad there that could be wholly entertaining, especially when you're bringing this this uh, new character to the forefront with the, with the gaming aspect. Um, but yeah, it's. I think there's going to be a, a very odd transition period of people like yourself and, and everyone else trying to establish them, themselves again because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, a lot of, of wrestling fans, they'll be the younger audience, they, they won't remember characters or anything like that and it's it's up to everyone to go, Remember remember us? <laughs> we are the wrestlers. Yeah. Come see us. Um so just one, one of our, our general questions that we ask. I don't know if you've listened to any of our past recordings, but uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? T rex It's classic. Classic.
1: Any yeah. I mean, it's just gonna mess anything up. It really, I don't I don't care if, how many Velociraptors you've got a T rex is gonna mess you up.
0: Uh what to pay against the Luchasaurus. Is there a
1: oh. <laughs>
0: Well, nah, I'm still picking a TX. <laughs> and, uh, a new question that seems to be cropping up now, which I'll ask you is: uh, Who would win in a fight, uh, two sheep or one cow?
1: I mean, I'd probably go the cow, just because it's 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 massive. Although the sheep's got padded, so. <sighs> I don't know, no, is that it...
0: That's your variable. My, my argument is being you can lead a cow upstairs, but you can't lead them down. So as long as you get the cow up, you can like two sheep can team up and push it off something.
1: Yeah.
0: Just push it down the stairs. So yeah, I'm just thinking that. Just off <laughs> a ledge into, I don't know. There's I put far too much thought into it because I've asked it three times now and every time that I ask it, another thing comes into my head, but I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping the padding. That's a, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, it there. just
1: makes me think that's the, the sheep or the shield, uh, but the cow's bronze Strowman, and I'm trying to think who would win. And you know what? Probably the shield. So <laughs> that—that's where my head went with it. That—that that was my logic. I thought shield versus Strowman.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of a pun now involving Roman Reigns or, or Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not going to work either. Uh, T- Dean bros. right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's the quote. <laughs> uh, right. So, what, what's your aspirations? Ed? What's what's your end game? Your goal is it? Is it NXT? Is it Japan? Is Ew? Where, where's your? What's your pinnacle?
1: So, it, it, I get asked this a lot actually on Twitch. They always, I always get asked, where would I want to end up, or where would um, I if, if I if I could. If I had to choose, um, or if I if I got an offer from X, Y, or Z, but then I also got another offer, who would I go for? Honestly, it's one of those. WWE's always been like it was always a promotion I watched. So WWE would obviously be the dream. The dream would always be holding up the the world title, and of WrestleMania, um, and I mean I think that's pretty much any kid that gets interested for the beginning. I think that's what they what the dream is. Um as far as where I'd want to go to get there, I would I would just love to travel with it. I would love to be part of New Japan. I would love to go to Mexico. I would love to go around Europe, um, around to like AEW, NXT UK, go to Ireland, Canada. I would I would just love to travel as, as much as I could and get as much experience. Um but yeah, ultimately the end goal, if if that was an offer that could that could be made, then I think probably WWE and it's it might be the bottom answer. Um because I know that they're not the most popular with PR and things, especially just now with with everything they've done during lockdown with getting rid of a bunch of staff and things. Um and obviously they're making record profits, but they're doing some Things behind the scenes to stop the the wrestlers from making more, and um, with the likes of Twitch and with the likes of their social media accounts, um. But at the end of the day, I was I was that toddler singing and dancing to Shawn Michaels. It was it's always going to be. I never watched WCW, and we didn't have access to it, so it's just always been
0: WWE's the the kind of like the light the the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's strange when you're saying that they're the, they're not the most uh, cleanest PRYs, I suppose that that could be the phrase. Um, I'm the same though. I'm I i can not I still can't get away from it. I'll watch. Mm-hmm. I've watched every pay per view since Elimination Chamber last year live. I mean, mainly because I'm working from home. But it, it's I've watched it every every single one, and even when something bad comes out. I th- it's probably the childhood nostalgia like you've got as well that's like going, but I still want to watch it. <laughs> that's the, yeah. the issue. Um, yeah, I tried to get good. into AW and I just can't.
1: Yeah, so I, I try and keep up, but it's just, for me, with a lot of these, like with a lot of promotions, um, it's just m- get more difficult to get access to as well, I find. Um, but I mean, my, I mean, I'm like you, I've watched, I try and keep up with every Raw, SmackDown, NXT, um, as well as all the pay-per-views and watch them all. And I do it, even though I'll also openly say I don't think any company in the planet right now should be running a show. I think we're, we're in a pandemic, and I think that WWE especially have more than enough content to just do kind of replays of something. And yes, obviously, it's not going to bring in the same views, but we're in a global pandemic. Like I don't really think that any show should be putting on a wrestling show. I, I wouldn't class that as essential um, when the numbers are what they are for, for COVID. Um, so, but again, I just can't, I can't not watch it. I have to still watch it.
0: But yeah. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I tried to watch AEW and I found it, it was too, it was too snarky. Because I was watching old TNA, which I am loving at the moment. Uh, TNA put, uh, put up some older, their older shows whenever on their YouTube. I watched Slam mm. Reversary 2005. Amazing. Uh, and it, it had that same kind of, oh, you won't see this anywhere else, including the big company, but they did it in such a nice way. <laughs> there was like Don West going absolutely nuts for it. Uh, but now, now when you watch AEW, it's just like, you won't see that anywhere else. I'm like, well, I don't like you. So I'm not going to watch it yeah. that anymore. That's just don't don't tell me it's cool. I will decide yeah. if it's cool. Um, no, so who, who, who are your favourites just now then? Uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, has retired, and uh, we don't count Saudi Arabia. So uh, who are your favourites now? Wrestling?
1: <laughs> um, the guys that like I I absolutely love watching um, are the likes of your AJ Styles. I think he's he's amazing. Um, as much as I don't get to keep up with it as much, I really like uh, the likes of what Kenny Omega and Dean Ambrose are doing right now. Um, and then uh, you've got the Miz and Morrison. I think they're they're absolutely class. And uh, Bailey, Bailey for me was the biggest SmackDown. Uh, she was she was SmackDown for me. Um, from like most of last year, her and uh, her and Sasha, and then everything that went on there, that was, oh, I loved it. Um, but yeah, so the likes are the likes are them.
0: And is there any? If you do, if you watch the SW review, you'll, you'll know the terminology. But any of your boys, who's who's your who's your favourites growing up that may not be the 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 norm, the mainstream, like uh, well nine nine five. So like Duke of Jumpster Josie. As an example, uh, oh god, that's difficult. Um,
1: because yeah, I'm trying to think. So, well, I always really liked for, for one, I always really liked the, the likes of Savio Vega, <laughs> I know that, or, or Hakushi. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know what Hakushi I liked because he was doing stuff that a lot of other people weren't doing. Like he was doing, he was doing springboards and that, when you didn't really see anybody doing that, well, not in WWE anyway. Um, and then you had the likes of Takamashinuku, who was incredible for like again, like the nineteen ninety eight things, um, and he was just jumping straight onto the top rope and then leaping off, and it was like, whoa, hold on, how, what, am how, I like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, if it's, like, less big names, I mean, those would probably be the... but f- like, they were the first day that came to mind from that era as well.
0: Savio Vega seems to be getting a lot of mentions recently. I don't know if it was his, his re- momentous return at uh, Survivor Series uh, for Undertaker's yeah. Farewell, but uh, I think Jason Hyde is a humongous fan of Savio Vega and uh, will take any chance to mention him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I, th- I think I've asked everything I need to ask. Uh, so, what will... Where can people
1: find you on social media? Uh, So just Nathan North um, on, I believe on Instagram, it's maybe Nathan North 95. Uh, And then Twitch, the North star. So I stream every, well, I try stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6pm. Might be changing up soon. So I always update people on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Again, both just Nathan. If you stick in Nathan, North, you'll see this cheesy face. Um, and then, uh, so I try and stream a game those three days, and then on Sundays, uh, I do. I try and do a create your workout stream, so people can come into the stream. If you follow, you automatically get three hundred channel points, and you can use those channel points to make me do. Um, you can redeem it twelve times, and you can. Uh, made me do a workout of your choosing with the space, obviously like that I've got. And um, don't be making me do 400 rolls cause I, I can't do that in my little flat. Um, but uh, we do a create your workout stream and it's just basically an hour and a half of the the chat getting to make me do what they want. Um, it's completely free because it costs nothing to follow. Um, I'm not about getting subs or bits or anything just now. I've got a full-time job. We're in a pandemic like I've mentioned. Keep your money, come follow if you don't want to stay followed then just unfollow after the stream and thank you for giving me the workout but uh, the north star on twitch is where i'm probably most active
0: excellent well thank you very much for joining me today on the swm podcast um i've i will take any chance i get to speak about wrestle so i'm glad that you're able to indulge me in that uh because it's just it's a company that's come close to my heart and uh, your match is one of my favorites. I mean, if Battle Nation's 2018, if I remember rightly, yours was probably the best actual match on the show. Uh, I think the main event was Damien against Richard R. Russell, possibly, uh, which was like your big emotional one. But your match itself was one of my absolute favorites. So, uh, thank you for, for uh, giving me that moment. <laughs> for when no, was I, 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 I really
1: appreciate that. And yeah, um, WrestleZone, I can I can talk about them. For, for hours, um, I will always have love and appreciation for them. I would love to go back, um, when things open up. And like I say, if we are looking at kind of immediate, um, goals, Nathan North's never held a title yet, and Nathan North wants to hold a title. So whether it's the Tri counties title, whether it's the the Source dressing title, whether it's I I don't care what belt it is, give me a tag team belt, like. Uh, I'll I'll team up with somebody and we can we can win the tag straps. I want a belt. Um I want a title. I want I want gold or silver or any preference. Leather, pleather, doesn't matter to me. I want uh I want the strap. So that would be kind of immediate
0: goals. I'm sure I'm sure it'll definitely happen, but yeah, we have followed the north star and uh, I can't wait to see what happens when obviously things get back to as normal as it can be but yeah thank you very much no problem thank you very much for having me